up, y'all, and welcome back into the Jack Vita Show. I am your host, Jack Vita, back in action here today on November 10th, 2020. A very fun podcast episode in the works for today. But before I bring in the guests, let me thank our sponsors for the day. That is our friends over at CBS All Access. If you want to watch the UEFA Champions League, if you're looking for some good classic Nickelodeon shows or other Viacom properties, if you're looking for reality TV like I am all the time, watching Survivor, Big Brother, The Challenge, The Real World, a number of other great shows, sign up at jackvita.com slash CBS. Get a free one week long trial for your CBS All Access subscription. After that, it's $5.99 a month. They do a really great job. It's my favorite streaming service. And again, it's the only place you can watch the UEFA Champions League. In addition to that, we are powered by our friends over at Fanatics and the MLB Shop. So if you want some hoodies, t-shirts, hats, you name it, all kinds of apparel, go to jackvita.com slash fanatics. They've got stuff for every major sport in America, at least every major American sport. And then if you're looking for your LA Dodgers World Series gear, go to jackvita.com slash MLB shop. Once again, thank you to our sponsors who make us uh, make us some money here on the podcast. And thank you all for listening. We have a great episode coming up today, and I'm bringing in our guest right now. I have not spoken with him on a podcast in about a year. It's been a strange year, but I'm so glad to have him back. He is an expert in all things Buffalo Bills and really just football in general. Uh, One of my good old friends from college, Chase Beebe. Chase, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Vita. I couldn't be more excited to be back on the podcast. Like you said, it's been about a year exactly since the last time I've made an appearance, and I'm looking forward to this one. It's going to be a fun one. Chase, how did I do with the sponsors in that? Because I forgot to record that ad bump earlier, so I was like, I got to get that in before I uh, get the show going here. No, so that was on the fly. That was really good. I I thought you did such a good (laughs) job. And uh you know, you got to show love to the people who are, you know, kind of putting food on the table. <laughs> <laughs> well, CBS All Access, they keep adding all this great stuff. I was watching Zoe 101 on there the other day. That's funny because what did they, they didn't, they've had Zoe 101 for a while, right? On the They just service? added it they did. like okay. about a week ago, yeah. And I was watching, so I, I'm, I have, I'm a member of CBS All Access. I signed up through uh, your site and I was watching, I Dude, I completely forgot. I was watching a little bit of the reruns of um, iCarly. Yes, it was iCarly. But no, <laughs> one of the reality shows is the Survivors on there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I'm not a Survivor guy, to be honest with you. So, and I know you're, you're like, you know, that's your, <laughs> that's your stuff. Yeah. So, uh, I was, you know, my fiance is in medical school, so I just have some time when she's studying. So I'd throw on an episode or two of Survivor. Dude, it's like some of these challenges are just like awesome it's so fun to watch and and it kind of gives me that like competitive feel even though i'm not like in it i kind of root for you know my favorites it's it's a dude it's a fun show i I, I haven't been able to get uh, who are your favorites uh i'm in season i'm not gonna have good names Uh, (laughs) um i think i'm in season like it's an early season season i don't know the season so i went like halfway through i'm a few seasons in uh he's very tan the tan guy gentleman 
And he's <laughs> dude, he kind of looks like me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know his name. It, it's been like two weeks since I've watched. What, what other? I'm gonna try to find it. Like, uh, so he, he's kind of like. So at first they didn't really. He wasn't liked too much on the show. Uh, but he's kind of starting to build like a good. I don't, I don't know, posse, uh, I guess in that show you kind of, <laughs> you, you gain trust, and he's starting yeah. to gain that trust, um, but at first he definitely was not liked to season four. I'm going to try to find it in the background. Is it Boston we, Rob? Boston Rob. What, what season is he from? He's on season four, and then a bunch of other seasons after that. Okay, Boston Rob. Is this how he looked in the show, though? <laughs> well, he's been on it so many times. That like the first time he was on it, he was age twenty four, and then he was just on it again recently, and he's like age forty. Okay, if it's the one that his first time was on it, it could be him because it's this guy <laughs> in the Red Sox hat. It definitely could be him, but I don't know. Yeah, if, I couldn't say for sure to be honest with you. Oh man! All right, you're gonna have to. You're we'll gonna talk have to get about back this. To yes, on yes, that. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And then I know you're such a competitor. The challenge on MTV, I feel like, is just built for you to watch. I think you've sent, you've texted me that, and I I honestly like haven't really dove too deep into it, <laughs> and that's on that's on me and just lack of time. Yeah. But I, I I will I have to take because whenever you give you know advice, I feel like it's good advice, and, so, <laughs> and and your insights always good. So I gotta I gotta follow up on that. I like hearing that. Yeah, that's also available on CBS All Access. Chase, we have a lot to discuss. Not too much time. I know you're such a huge football fan and you know, first of all, I have to apologize because you came on last year. You called the bill season perfectly when we did our AFC East preview and you texted me sometime in the late summer and you said, Hey, when are we going to do the AFC East preview this year? When are the football (laughs) previews coming back? And I'm like, Chase, you know, I'm just a little busy right now and I got to focus up on all the baseball stuff. And then we had that just insane, time in sports where we had all four major leagues uh in professional sports here in america all competing at the same time so we did not get around to the nfl preview this year i know that was a bummer for you it was a big bummer because i dude i can't tell you how much i love doing being on last season because like like you said in the intro i love all things football so i i definitely was looking forward to it um, and I, I have a little tidbit, you know, I, I picked, I did obviously before the season started, I picked, you know, Buffalo Bills game by game and I won't dive too deep into it <laughs> now, but let's just say I, I just lost my first prediction this past weekend and I was, oh, happy, wow. I was happy about it though, obviously <laughs> with the win versus Seahawks. So yeah, I, I was a, no, to start the season with game by game picks for them. So, but pleasantly surprised to lose my first pick, but yeah, so it's okay. I understand <laughs> things happen, but, uh, you know, I, I look forward to when you're, your big time next next summer we're, we're gonna do one for the whole nfl and yeah. I, I hope you know you, you still have me in mind <laughs> oh, oh for sure for sure yeah i appreciate that chase we'll table the bills conversation for now uh we'll come back to it in a little bit let's talk about what happened on saturday first and foremost we had perhaps the game of the year happening on saturday night in prime time notre dame and clemson going to double overtime Number four, Notre Dame winning at home. So that that was, I mean, they're playing at home. And Trevor Lawrence did not play because of COVID. But for whatever reason, he was allowed to stand on the sidelines, which was a little suspect. Uh, 
<laughs> but Notre Dame gets the win. That's a big win. For it it definitely. Time, I was really, really bummed. Oh yeah, first of all, one of the best games this season. Uh, if actually probably the best game so yeah, far. Yeah, the I'd best say. so far. Yeah. Word started so, though, because ten Pac twelve just started. So uh, yes, and we'll talk about you know one of those big Pac twelve games already that happened week yes. one. But um, but yeah, no, I was super impressed by Notre Dame. Obviously, or at least by their you know their run game. I thought they you know, ran the ball super super well. I, I was really disappointed. I'm not gonna lie that we didn't get to see the, the Trevor Lawrence versus you know book sh- showdown. But uh, I what we got was. You know, you couldn't ask for for anything better. I thought uh, Notre Dame's run. I thought Notre Dame's defense, even though they gave up 40 points, I thought they played pretty well against a, a very talented Clemson offense. It and again, I I told you I've only caught the recap of the game, and but this game was unbelievable. I caught the entire overtime, and then I caught some highlights from the first like half, but. Um, Dude, what a freaking game. What were your what were your thoughts on it? Well, you mentioned you really wanted to see that Trevor versus Ian Book matchup. And Chase, you're going to see it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't know, you know, I'm pretty sure we could probably talk about, you know, our top four teams right now or but hundred percent. I think there's no way you can put Clemson out of contention. I think they dropped down to four or Yeah, they I believe the four now, I think game three. But you know what, yeah. Chase? We still have an ACC title game to be played this year. You are right. Notre Dame yes. is playing ACC this year, which I absolutely love. They've gotten a lot of garbage over the years for their independent schedule, and I think rightfully so. Now, they have had some tough opponents. They typically play those at USC games or Miami, but to actually be playing in a conference this year for football, I think is really cool. And Chase, you mentioned this. There is a possibility that we see two ACC teams in the playoffs this year. I think that's a, a high possibility. And it's so funny that you mentioned the uh, Notre Dame playing in the ACC because that kind of slipped my mind, to be honest. Like when you said it, I was like, <laughs> oh, you're right. Like it, you know, the light bulb went off, and I was like, sweet. Like we're, it's almost a guarantee, I'd say. I, I don't want to say guarantee, but it's a high probability that we will see those two teams in the ACC championship game. And Trevor Lawrence obviously should be back by then. As hopefully they keep him away from his teammates. Again, I don't understand why he was on the sidelines, like you mentioned. But um, yeah, I think I mean college football this year. There's some teams that I'm pleasantly surprised with where they're at. There's some teams that are not as well known, or I should say that that get the attention, and you know, as some of these other bigger schools do that are in the top 25. And I really like seeing that. But uh, I think, um, I mean, I think Notre Dame, this is the, a good year for them to kind of prove themselves, like you were saying. Like, they're finally playing in a, in a conference and time to kind of shine, step up and show everybody, you know, we can consistently play, beat these, these top-tier teams. Also gets them a little more battle-tested if they do make those plus, because typically they're not playing a top-four team in the regular season. Now, they played Georgia last year, I think. That was a pretty tough game. So they have played some tough games, but to have like these interconference games, they're huge. Um, and it's really tough to tell how good each conference is this year because we're not seeing conferences playing out of conference. We're not seeing ACC matching up with SEC or the Big Ten or... Pac-12, Big 12, you name it. We're not seeing that this year. But what we have seen so far has been pretty great. It definitely has. And I totally agree. Notre Dame typically, you know, finishes the season at like 12 and or 11 and 1 or however many games, 12 and 1, 12 and 2, 11 and 2, um, because they only play 
or undefeated, obviously, but because they only play like you know two really tough games, I'd say typically a year. I mean, you can agree with me. I think last year they did play Michigan and they took a beating yeah. from Michigan last year. Um, that game and in I, the rain. They played last another year. top team last year. Yeah, I. But yeah, so I I do I really do like the the how you mentioned it's gonna prepare them kind of like put them through the put them through the the gauntlet you know before the playoffs because I think that'll not them but I think that'll help them a ton if they can consistently get these wins under their belt even if they're close games just playing this week in and week out playing that top tier their top level competition they'll be ready you know come playoff time so that's it's gonna be exciting and to be honest I'm not the biggest Notre Dame fan and. Or believer, I should say. <laughs> Neither but am I, Chase, but I, uh, we're being pretty objective okay, here. We're doing a good job. Yeah, I, I do think so because, <laughs> I mean, but watching them, they played well. You know what I mean? They're, I really couldn't say anything too too much negative about about them. I thought uh, Ian Book at times made some questionable uh, <laughs> plays, but, you know, he got the job done. I he think also he made some really nice throws, too. He did. He did. He did. Uh, he, I think he threw for over 300 yards and... I don't know. I think he sprinkled a touchdown or t- I think he one touchdown in that game. But uh, yeah, no, they look good. I mean, all around, it was a it was a pretty solid performance for them. So here's what this sets it up for in the future. So Notre Dame moves into the top four. Bama's at number one right now, and Bama, to me, I think they should have taken number one when they beat when they whooped Georgia a few weeks ago. I think Bama has looked the part as the best team this year. And I think Ohio State is not too far behind them. We haven't seen a lot of Ohio State yet this year. They've only played three games. But Justin Fields is putting himself in that Heisman race uh, early on. No, Justin Fields is an absolute baller. And, I mean, you can't, if you're going to talk about Alabama, you got to talk about Mac Jones, right? He is playing superbly well (laughs) this season. And uh, (laughs) I, I, Najee Harris, too. Yeah, I mean, Alabama's got a squad. You know, behind them, and you know, every time I talk about Alabama, you got to talk about their coaching staff because, hands down, the best coaching staff in college football. I think a close second, in my opinion, even though they took a close loss this weekend, but it's going to be Arizona State, <laughs> and we could, you know, talk about her in a little bit oh, later yeah. and some of the, some of the guys they have. But uh, no, I, I'm as much like listen, I'm an Ole Miss fan, so you know, Alabama and Ole Miss aren't you know, they don't like each other too much, and I, I grew up hating Alabama, but I've grown to respect their constant you know ability to to be at the top and i've i actually like am i'm not i don't just respect it i'm i grew fond of the, like their consistency i really have um so yeah i'm not a fan but <laughs> i enjoy watching them <laughs> I, mean, I don't know it's kind of contradictory there but <laughs> no i get what you're saying chase but here's what's going to end up happening we're gonna get at clemson notre dame game and at this pace that could really Notre Dame is going to need to play that game close because if Clemson whoops them, they're going to fall out. Clemson is absolutely going to get into these playoffs um, at, at this rate. I guess I can't say for certain, but assuming they have a healthy Trevor, Notre Dame was playing at home in this game and they had that handicap of DJ Ugalele uh, in there in Trevor Lawrence's place. And DJ played very well. 439 yards he was great but we're talking about the consensus number one overall pick in this next draft that we've been talking about for three years now so clemson notre dame notre dame to play that game close i think if they play it close and they don't lose any games down the stretch um other than that one they're in 
I, I completely agree. It, it, like you said, it does have to be close because there's some very talented teams, you know, kind of on the hinge. Uh, you know, A&M's got a talented squad. Florida's good. Cincinnati's, I think they're in the top 10 at 6-0. and uh, BYU, I think has, they're, what, 8-0? I think 8-0. Yeah. There's some solid teams. Um, and I was impressed with Oregon this past weekend. So, I don't know. It's it's going to be fun to kind of, because now that we have the Pac-12 back and everything, it's going to be fun to kind of see how things unwind. Because there's some big matchups, you know, just coming up in these next two or three weeks. Yeah, Oklahoma State has a case, too. Oklahoma State. Oh, their offense looks so good. Their offense yeah. looks so, so good. I think they've only lost one game, right? Yeah, they lost that shootout in overtime against Texas last week. Yeah, but no, they're that's a fun team to watch because I think they have some of like the best uh, receiving core. I, I sorry, I, I can't remember the na- names off the top of my head, but I remember watching them the first couple of weeks and I was like, wow, like these <laughs> these fools can play, um, and th- it's a fun offense to watch. I think what you and I are both saying here, Chase, is we need to expand these playoffs. Oh, I would love to see that. I mean, and talk about a year to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it uh man, it, it would uh it would make things so much more interesting and fun just as a you know, lover. Yeah, that's the thing that's a huge bummer for Cincinnati. They're six and zero. they're number six in the country, but do either of us actually think they'd allow them to get into <laughs> the playoff after I mean they're playing the American be the same story that UCF had a few years ago. Yeah, I don't think uh, Natty would really make it, especially because you mentioned UCF. UCF, I think, had a much stronger team than yeah. Cincinnati has right now, and they still didn't make it. I was actually, I know as well, I think we both were pretty disappointed you know, yeah. with, both with that years. kind of stuff. Yeah, both years. <laughs> it happened what, they twice. Went, they, they didn't lose a game in, like, I think, like over 700 days. I don't know the, the days, but it was a long time. Yeah. A long stretch where they didn't lose. Um, Until they, they hit that really bowl game with LSU. Yeah, that was that was rough. <laughs> but yeah. fun team to watch. It really was. And to kind of cheer for, you know what I mean? Kind of those oh, guys yeah. who don't get the recognition, you know, balling out and making a name for themselves. And like, ah, man, it really was unfortunate not to see them get rewarded for that. Expand the playoffs. I know we go through this, we talk about it every year, and there's a group of people that always say, well, if you're expanding it to include teams 5, 6, 7, and 8, then you're going to want to include teams 9, 10, 11, 12. And my counter to that would be, so? So <laughs> what's so bad about that? Like, <laughs> we've had yeah. now two years, well, we've had several years. This has been going for six years now, the uh, college football playoff, and we typically get at least one blowout in that final four. And we probably would get some blowouts if we're bringing in some of those BYUs and Cincinnati's as a wild card factors. And we're going to eight teams. We're going to 16 teams, whatever it is, we're going to get some blowouts, but we're also going to get some really awesome tight games. Like the games we get in March madness. And I think the more that we make this like March madness, you could do what you can do is you can have the winners of the Power Five conferences. You win your conference and you're in a Power Five, you get an automatic bid, and then you have three at-large bids, and those can go to potentially Cincinnati, BYU, or one of these other teams. Sometimes there's a really great team that loses out on winning their conference championship. Yeah, that's 100% true. Um, I, I think 16 would be... Well, it depends. It depends how long this, you know, this when the season ends and things like that. Such like that, but 16 would be a lot. I would like to yeah. see it like at least at eight, 
because it gives you some of those matchups that you kind of you know for especially as a fan yeah. for a certain team it's like i want to you know i want to play these top tier teams and getting a chance to do so like i know if i was going to cincinnati you know i finish the season undefeated i get that seed i'm going up against alabama like i'm excited <laughs> as much as you know i know how strong alabama is dude, you have the chance for you know to, to really like one pull a huge upset to make a statement and uh, i know coming from valpo you know we've had some basketball games like that and uh, i've got pretty <laughs> rowdy at, at those set games. <laughs> yeah i think that's the thing is that a lot of people one of the things that they're turned off to with college football and this is how i sort of was as a kid i became a much bigger college football fan as i become an adult but I, I never liked the fact that you could lose a season in the court of public opinion, not by losing it out there on the field. Yeah, and that, and again, that goes back to UCF, but it is. It's, it's super just unfortunate because it isn't in your control. And, and that, I do not like that because sports should be something you can, you know, like out, you can control the outcome by how well you play. You should be able to control yeah. the outcome of your season, again, by how well you perform throughout the season. I really hate how a, a team can, sh- you know, show such strength, go undefeated, and you know, they don't get that, you know, the chance to play to be the best. So, it, it but it's hard because there's so many teams. Yeah. I, it, listen, I wouldn't want to be the guy in charge of it all. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say there's so many teams, which is why we need to include more of them. That's def- like I agree with that. I agree with that. But if you look at 16 <laughs> teams, that's extra four weeks of college football playoffs. Well, I don't know. You could. I mean, hey, Chase. Every other Division One sport, sixty-four team playoff. Yeah. Whether it's volleyball, soccer, baseball. Yeah. It's just the rest softball. period that football requires, like at least a week. They do it at the D three level. They do it at the FCS level. They just start. They play a shorter regular season. Yeah. Is the so thing. I would be up for that because I think the regular seasons. The regular seasons get. I, what have they been in the past? Thirteen, and this is bad of me that I actually don't know. <laughs> like thirteen, twelve. Yeah, games. Yeah, thirteen yeah, thirteen games probably. Yeah, I, twelve I and then a bowl be, game. You know, I wouldn't pose to to making that a ten game regular season and doing a top a, a sixteen. You know, a bracket of sixteen because because that would be like, dude, those four weeks would be awesome. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh my god, I would not <laughs> leave the couch. Um, and. And, and you, you get to see some of those teams that you want to see in the playoffs a chance. So, I, you know, I'm up for it, Jack. You know, we got to put in our petition for it tomorrow. So let's do it. <laughs> Have to think it makes the league more money, too. I think they make more money by having those yeah, televised those are huge games, games that would bring in large audiences. I, I told, Instead of some of these games, you know, that <laughs> I mean, not, you know, not. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not going to put any teams on blast, but. That that don't pull in, you know. It's a regular season game. The teams are two and you know two and three. It's I don't know. I, I agree. I totally agree. It'd be big a good money decision. Let's just get to eight, and then over time we can eventually get to sixteen. But let, we got to get to eight soon. Behind that, I I agree. I think it has to be eight. Every do. All right, Chase. Our next order of business, the biggest storyline past that huge game. And I'm not. I'm not going to waste my time discussing the students storming the field. I just kind of laughed when I. I couldn't oh, believe it. Gosh, yeah, that was bad. I re- I can't believe they they allowed that. Um, oh, they that was not allowed. I just couldn't believe it happened. Is like I guess we're here now. All I'll say, Chase, is was it a bad, irresponsible, dumb decision? One hundred percent. Yes. But how many absolutely. bad? 
irresponsible, dumb decisions did you and I make in college? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. No, I, I know if I was in their shoes, I honestly would probably want to do the same thing. You know, th- that instant of like, you know, uh, what are they calling it? Distance yourselves. Um, six feet, you know, that would pop to the back of my mind at that moment in time. I would not be thinking about it. Social distancing, that's what it is. And uh, I know I'd want to. It, it's it's such a touchy subject, but yeah, I think I agree. I yeah, know. especially sports like they bring out the most passion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's like they did the wrong thing, but I'm not going to kill them for doing the wrong thing because Agreed. I understand why it happens. Agreed. And you <laughs> and you know we're not going to dive into it, but you know people across the nation are gathering for things you know they're happy about. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't I, I'm not, like you said I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill them for it either or totally ridicule them I do think it might have been irresponsible but you know at the end of the day you know people make irresponsible decisions yeah so chase the next order of business this is the biggest headline past that game and everything that came out of the game Michigan dropping <laughs> another game this one to the Indiana Hoosiers this one, 38-21. to 21. This game wasn't even close. I watched the whole game, Chase, and Michigan has an opportunity. They need to bounce back. This is a tough game. Indiana is now a t- number, ranked number 10 in the country, and I don't believe they've been a top 10 school since the 1960s, I believe they said on the broadcast. So really a huge, huge win for Indiana. They're 3-0 and at what point do we start looking at Indiana as a potential team that could sneak in there? Yeah, no, I, I think uh, Indiana looked good. I mean, they're the best team in, in Indiana right now. Um, they're playing very, very best well. Best team in Indiana right now? Oh, yeah. No, I don't know about best team. But if <laughs> watching them play, it was, uh, you know, it was... They looked awesome. They looked awesome. I would love to see an Indiana Notre Dame matchup. I really would, <laughs> because I know. I, well, I I said that because of a tweet, and obviously I like Indiana more than I like Notre Dame. <laughs> and I saw my friend tweet out. He's like, "Oh, just watch the best team in Indiana take down, uh, you know, take down the Hoosier, or take down the Wolverines." <laughs> uh, I, I got a good kick out of it. So I wanted to bring it on the podcast. Maybe he'll listen to it. But anyways, uh, <laughs> no, I I think they looked awesome. I really do. Uh, I think. If they played in Notre Dame, I think it'd be a close game. I re- like no question. Listen, they took down Penn State, they took down Michigan, um, and I think their other win was against Rutgers. But they look good, and they got a few big games coming up with Ohio State. Uh, obviously, they'll play Wisconsin at some point in the season. Uh, I, if Indiana wins out, there's, I mean, you, there's no doubt. Like, I, you can't not consider them. You know what I mean? Because they're playing Ohio State. They have to be top four. You know what I mean? And continue to win out. They have to be a top four team. You know, Chase, I had to just check. I totally forgot that they're in the Big Ten East. Seems kind of crazy that they're in there just because if you look at, I mean, I watch a lot of Big Ten football. I always think about how much softer the West is than the East because Wisconsin or Iowa and a couple years ago, Northwestern, they all had that path that was a little easier to get into the Big Ten title game. I was thinking Indiana could do that. Now, they are a contender in the Big Ten East. Make no mistake about it. But, yeah, that would be unbelievable. Could you imagine if they beat Ohio State and denied Ohio State a trip to the Big Ten Championship? That would be – I, I don't think it's happening, but I am – I am like that. 
I think it's in two weeks or three. It's gonna be close. It's, it's marked on my calendar because that's it's in Ohio State, and it it would be so f- a fun thing to see. It really would. Again, I'm not a fan of Ohio State. I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm more of a Michigan guy, Michigan guy myself. So this subject we're talking about now is, yeah, you know, it's cl- a little bit close to home because I I do, I lo- I like the Wolverines growing up. Um, but no, Indiana, I'm I'm on board with the Hoosiers. I really am. I think it's a fun team to watch and kind of root for going through the season. So Chase, where are you? I know. I guess you just. I didn't know you had a little bit of fandom and interest in Michigan football. Where are you right now with Jim Harbaugh? What are your thoughts? I think he's going to end up in the NFL. Um, I. I mean, this is the worst season the Wolverines have, or start to a season the Wolverines have had in over a decade. I think. I, or maybe two thousand like. 12 i don't but i think there was a season i think just 2012 they went like three and nine or something like that which is awful yeah um no i like jim harbaugh i really do whatever he's doing there this team because you look at the recruiting classes it's not awful you know they're they're getting they're getting guys in and they're just not putting things they're just struggling so hard and uh no i think the best thing for him (sighs) I think I think he'll be in the NFL. I really do. I don't know by when, whether it's like next year or what, but I don't think he'll be with the Wolverines much longer. (laughs) All right, Chase, here's where I'm at with this whole thing. And it's I love Jim Harbaugh. I really, really love Jim Harbaugh. And it's getting a little tougher for me to defend him because I've been a big backer over the years. And with Jim Harbaugh, this program has been interesting every year they have not made a playoff but in the mix every single year and I know it's Michigan football there's such a rich history at the school you're looking at Ohio State you're losing to Ohio State every year you're losing to Michigan State you're losing games that you need to win year in and year out but I, I would say they're I think they're in a better spot now than they were with Brady Hoke or Rich Rod. Could you dispute that? Absolutely not. No, I'm not going to try and dispute that. (laughs) (laughs) So they're in the mix every year. They're getting the recruits. I think what you do here, and here's here's the other thing, Chase. I think Jim Harbaugh is a magnet for press coverage, good or bad. Team doesn't do well, he's on the hot seat. Team does great. He's going to get a lot of praise. He's such, I think this is a trend with big character coaches. They become love him or hate him. He reminds me a little bit of John Gruden. When John Gruden took that Oakland job, a lot of people, because he has that big personality, a lot of people didn't really take him seriously. There are a lot of people that are like, oh, John Gruden, he's overrated. He's over the hill. He's going to do, he's not going to do anything with that Oakland team. That first year, Oakland wasn't good. And they pounced on him. But where have the Gruden haters been yeah. the last couple of years? Yeah, they've been MIA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's the same exact thing with Herm Edwards. I remember Herm Edwards got that job in Arizona State. I texted you right away when that news broke. I'm like, Chase, what do you think of this? And you're like, this is amazing. I'm yep. like, I know. <laughs> like, this is, he's going to be such a good college coach. And I saw for, going into the year, going into that 2018 season, I just saw it everywhere on Twitter. Oh, Herm Edwards, his, his, it's going to be a circus over there. 
Because here's the thing. People, they look at guys with a big personality, and I think they don't respect them quite as much. And it is a love them or hate them type of thing. They become polarizing figures. Harbaugh's got a unique personality. Pete Carroll, he has a unique personality. When they win, people either shut up or they give them props. When they lose, they really pounce. And it didn't take long for this seat to start warming up from the public. I mean, this started a few years ago. In like year three, you started hearing, oh my gosh, Jim Harbaugh, he he can't win the big one. And now, hey, those people, they've been right to a certain extent. But there is something to be said. I'm going to go on a little long tangent here, Chase, I guess. Oh, go for it. They haven't been keeping up with Ohio State. And Ohio State's built this juggernaut right now. But it's entirely possible with Urban Meyer out of Columbus that they don't remain a juggernaut for forever. When he left Florida, I mean, I remember going back to that those Tebow years and how dominant they were for three or four years. And it looked like they're going to be, essentially, I thought they were going to be what Alabama is now. And Alabama was right on their tails. And with Saban, given some time, Alabama became that power program that now is 12 years in a row. They have been ranked number one at some point of every season for the last 12 years. Unbelievable. Now, am I saying that that's going to happen with Michigan? No, not that's not what I'm saying. But I do think there's something to be said about giving coaches time, allowing them to... I, I mean, another you could look at John Beeline. His first few years with the Wolverines basketball thing, it was a little slow. But he ended up becoming an elite coach and having an elite program in college basketball. It's hard for me to want to... I was looking at the contract situation. Harbaugh has a year left. He's owed potentially $10 million next year. So you boot him after this year and you're out $10 million for next year. That's a lot of money when we're in the COVID situation. You're not having too many fans at games. You're not making the same kind of money from other sports. I think you look at Jim Harbaugh. The guy is an alum. He loves and breathes Michigan football. He's got so much passion and if you if you boot him, you're going to sever a relationship with him that could be a very valuable one. So I'm at the point right now, Chase, where I look at this thing and I understand it. Now let's say let's say Michigan does end up at three and nine, then maybe 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 that changes. Maybe that changes my mind. But if they are able to right this ship and end up somewhere around where they've been in the past. Really, every year, the last five years, they've been a nine-win team, 10-win team some seasons. I think that you just let this thing play out till the contract's up after next year. Um, I, I can't agree with that because, like, I mean, obviously, if they start winning games this year, I listen, they, I, they've lost against good teams. And I'm not going to, like, you know, throw... I like Harbaugh too, so I'm not. I don't want to throw him under the bus too much or anything like that. I just think they haven't. They haven't beat Ohio State once under his coaching. Yeah, and and, and that's the thing. Like Michigan Ohio State is 
you know, and it still probably is, but before this, I don't know. I'm just gonna say it's probably the best college football history. Like it's got to be. Yeah. Uh, our rivalry. I mean, Absolutely. and uh, it's kind of just turning into a one-sided beatdown every se- season. Whereas, you know, it was, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Who's going to win the big game? Who's going to win the big one? And, uh, and, and I think they're three and three against Michigan state in his tent, in his years there. Um, they're just not like, and like you said, they're just not winning the big games. And if that's consistent, it really, really is consistent. And, and it, they're in it, though. They're in a lot of these games. I'm not like going to lie. The one against Michigan State was it last year, two years ago. That's like depressing to watch the end of that. <laughs> but uh, they just, they're not finding a way to get it done. And I don't know how much of that falls on heart, on Jim, but I feel like a lot of it does because he's, you know, he's the, the guy in charge. He's, he's in the front of the ship, you know, and, and everyone's following his orders. And I love the dude. I know he's passionate about the school, but. If you're, you know, in charge, I don't know even who's in charge of the decision making there, but uh, if you're in charge of, you know, the coaching staff, you got to look at like, where do you want to be? Do you want to be the Michigan that you were, you know, 15 years ago? And I hope that's a good date, uh, <laughs> you know, but the, the Michigan, you know, where you were in the top 10, you know, like you're or at least top 15, like you're in, you're out, you were, you were up there and you were up there with Ohio State. You guys were battling for the conference and everything like that. Or do you want to just be like an eight? eight win team you know every year and because if even if you're winning eight games every year like yeah that's fun but you're not in contention for it like for the for the top you know the top of the top and that's kind of where when i think of michigan or they used to be that dominant they really not that dominant but they were a very strong football program you know they're ranked six or like 14 14th i'm looking back at their history a lot of top 15 um rankings for like top better than top 15 rankings for them uh, and then it just drops off um like severely and uh i really i don't know i don't know who the guy would be yeah, for michigan that's but a good question it's just like yeah but it's just like at what point do you have to abandon ship it's just like we're not getting it done like we're above average at you know at, at best in our years but we're not we're not getting to where we want to be and uh, i don't know I do feel like that you kind of have to pull the trigger. If you have a bad year this year, you have to. Well, it depends on where they finish, I think. Yeah, I 100%, 100%. I don't think they'll let them go. If if they win, I don't know what a good... They beat Ohio State, and they do okay. He'll be back. Oh, absolutely. Oh, one one million percent. If you beat Ohio State, I think, period, he'll be back for that for next year. But, um, if they continue to struggle like they have been these past three weeks, uh, it's... It's not going to, I don't know. I, I just, I don't see him holding this job another year, but I could be wrong. I know I'm not the expert, but uh, it's definitely tough to see being a fan of, of Jim Harborough and, and Wolverines. Yeah. It's like the thing Chase is it's easier to destroy something than it is to build something. So if you replace Jim Harbaugh, what are you going to replace him with? That's going to get you to that next. Level? That's where I would think if I was a Michigan fan, I would be a little concerned about that idea because we've seen programs go from being in this spot to being irrelevant. Look at Tennessee. And you don't want to end up like that. So <laughs> I that yeah. yeah. You got to you got to have the right guy. That's 100% true. And and the right guy is extremely difficult and especially at the college level. Especially yeah. at the college level. Uh, you know, I went through it with my beloved Bills in the NFL level for years, <laughs> and we just never had the right guy. And thankfully, we do. I know we'll talk about that later. But 
Yeah, I, I you know, listen, I, I've been a fan <laughs> of of Michigan since you know the the Denobinson days, shoelace or whatever yeah. they called them. Um, <laughs> but uh, I I hope they can pull it together because I like when the Wolverines are are playing well, and I love when they're beating Ohio State. I ah man, I seriously, I, I'm like a big <laughs> fan of Michigan in that game. Like I really do root for them. Maybe it's because I know you know some of my good friends are Ohio State fans, and it's fun to root against them. But I don't know, I. I really do. Uh, <laughs> I hope they can figure something out. And I would love to see Jim Harbaugh stay there and, you know, pull it together. That's honestly, like, what I'm rooting for. But it just hasn't happened. It, it just it, yeah. it hasn't. You know, every year you're like, okay, this is the year they pull it together. Jim kind of finds his – grabs the reins and, and leads them past Ohio State. And, but, no, it hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah, and I guess the last thing is that since I'm a Northwestern fan – I'm never looking at being an actual contender. So my perspective is like, man, I would absolutely love to have Jim Harbaugh at my school. I I love Pat Fitzgerald for that matter. But I mean, just to be competitive, to be relevant every single year. I mean, it's not like they have the worst problem out there. They're they're schools (laughs) that have much worse problems. I agree. But I feel like Michigan, like... I mean, they're one of those teams you think about, or at least you used to think about when you think yeah. like the best going into each year, and now and now they've lost that, and that's kind of tough because they're a program that's had that throughout history. Like you said, they have a rich history, um, a, a winning history. So to kind of lose that, you know, year in and year out, like you're not you're not thought about, you know, going into the season when you're talking about the top contenders. It's it, it's tough. So I I think they'll try to get back to that, and, and how they do that is is beyond me. But hey, Northwestern having a good start to the season. Congrats! Oh yeah, three and zero. Yep. Offense looks good. Peyton yeah. Ramsey coming over from IU. He's been really good. Yeah, apparently the uh you know the I, the Indiana school is just recruiting some top tier talent. Look at them <laughs> rocking this year, huh? <laughs> yeah, Purdue's look pretty good too. Yeah, they have. Um, man, I. Listen, because I don't know if it's just because we didn't have football for a while. Like it was, you know, on the on the brink of not happening. Like, dude, I've been loving. I know you have too. You've been more into the NFL this year and and everything. But uh, I I'm loving this, this these past what six eight weeks ten weeks of, of football. Oh, I'm like yeah. a kid in a candy store with all these games <laughs> on every week. <laughs> it's great, Chase. The last thing on Jim Harbaugh, if he's out from Michigan. Maybe he could be a Chicago Bears head coach. He's got a history there in Chicago. If not, you said NFL coaching. If I'm ESPN, I'm paying big money. I say giving him a blank check, and I said, <laughs> I want you to be my Monday Night Football guy. Listen, I I personally would love that. Uh, you know, that's kind of like the looks of Romo kind of thing. You know what I mean? A yeah. guy who be knows. Be like a cross between Romo and Gruden because yeah. he'd be funny too. Yeah. And it would be, his personality would be perfect for it. And he, you know, he'd be able to talk the game. And I know a lot of people who love the sport love watching a game where, you know, an analyst can really break it down and kind of tell you like, hey, this is what's going on. And, and you kind of get in the mind of a coach. And I think it would be super, I didn't even think about that to be honest with you. So hearing you say that, it's like, <laughs> Yeah, let's let's jump ship on the whole coaching thing, Jim, and let's let's get, let's get signed with ESPN, dude. I would absolutely love that. It would it would really be fun to to watch him call a game. So Chase, we only have so much time here, so let's we're gonna move faster here. We got a couple more college games to talk about. Uh, USC Arizona State. You and I are both big fans of Herm Edwards and what he's there. The Sun Devils ended up losing that game. 
on an onside kick, USC drove down the field. They were down two scores late in that game, and they ended up pulling that win out with onside kick. But I am high on that Sun Devils team. I really like their sophomore quarterback, Jaden Daniels. What did you see out of that game that you were thinking about? So I was huge going into or on ASU going into the season. I don't think they were ranked going into the season. Um, I do think they should have been just because. Uh, listen, I love Jaden. I love Daniels as well. I think he's an absolute baller. I I think he struggled with accuracy, and I and that was tough to see. Um, some of the throws he made, were, you know, weren't the most accurate. But yeah. he 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 can run the ball. He's a playmaker, and that's you know what it comes down to. He's got a good arm on him too. Um, and on top, like I said, I think they have the second best coaching staff in all of football. I I'm I love Herm. Um, and then they have Marvin Lewis as well. You know, they oh, have yes. two ex-NFL coaches on their staff, and <laughs> that's something, right? And I think their defense looked great this past week. They were in complete control of the game, literally up until, like, what, five minutes left in the fourth quarter? I don't know if you saw it, but um, yeah, I, saw it. I, I was actually c- kind of bummed that, uh, you know, they didn't pull through with that win. What a, what a freaking way, man, for USC <laughs> to start the season. Seriously, hats off to them. An unbelievable comeback. I didn't think it was possible. I think it was like with 3.29 left on the clock, they came back. And uh, what? <laughs> I was like watching the game with my Josh like on the floor the entire like <laughs> last four minutes. It was crazy. I was like, no way they do this, right? And then what do you know? I was doing the same, Chase. Uh, Pac-12 got going now, and every major conference is playing. This is amazing. This is great. And this thing was dead two months ago i mean this was like we're not gonna get 80 10 we're not gonna get a pac 12 but here we are and we have college football in full swing it's gonna be pretty fun over the next eight weeks or so when we have games in mid-december we're typically finished with college football at least up to the bowl games but it's gonna be really fun moving forward lastly on this Arizona State, you're, you're high on Herm. You really like their coaching staff. Where do you project them to finish in the P top 25 poll at season's end? Okay, that is uh, that is definitely a good question. <laughs> like team uh, maybe? Or you might have them ranked. I'm pretty sure. So they, they're only playing like, I think the Pac-12 is playing um, like a what? Seven game schedule, yeah. something like that. Six yeah. game schedule. Seven, um, I believe. No, I think I think they'll finish like, yeah, fifteen, uh, fifteen through twenty. Because I don't think they'll lose again. Um, I think they, I don't think they play. No, they don't play Oregon or anything like that. Let's see, uh, California, Colorado, Utah, UCLA, Arizona. I think they'll win out. I really do. And I think they'll win out with some decisive victories as well. So I think they'll be like, fifteen to to twenty. And it's, oh, man, I really wish they pulled that win because. It would have been oh, yeah. so fun to see him down the line under you know, kind of seeing where they end. Because I I'm a, such a big fan of their coaching staff and I think their uh you know the talent they have, the pure talent, is is exciting. And a team as well, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're gonna be good for a while. I mean, they're they're really fun. Lastly, uh Georgia, Florida, what'd you think? Uh, <laughs> a fun one. A fun one. I thought uh <laughs> man, Georgia, I thought it was gonna be a lot closer of a game, to be honest with you, because I thought I was impressed by Georgia, like early on. Um, but uh, Florida looks strong, really, really, really strong. And I think Florida didn't Florida open up against Miami this year. Florida, did they? Okay, they did. Wait, no, they didn't. I don't think so because the yeah, SC, remember SEC started late. Yeah, you're right. 
Um, man, I don't know what I'm thinking about then. Miami versus someone else. But anyways, no, Florida. I, oh, that's what it was. I saw Florida play Ole Miss early yes. on in the season. That's what it was. And uh, and I was really, I know I had my, my boys in, in red and blue, but uh, <laughs> no, Florida's offense looked unstoppable. I'm pretty sure, like, unstoppable. And uh, they've continued to, to play very well. I know they lost the close one to A&M. But uh, that's a good football team, and I still think Georgia's a really good football team. I just don't think they have, you know, the pieces they had in the the past two or three years. Yeah. All right. Let's chase. Let's move over to the NFL. We only have about ten fifteen minutes here, yeah, so my apologies this. to the NFL fans, but we're gonna run through this. Uh, first one I got for you, Chase. We're gonna do a quick hits on this. Let's do it. Dolphins five and three. You buying stock in Tua? Y- yes. Um, but obviously being a fan of the bills, I'm nervous. Let's just put it that way. Uh, <laughs> one, you know, they're one game behind us in the uh, division. I thought the division was hundred percent ours, like no, no contest really, but they're making things interesting and they don't have too hard, too difficult of a schedule to round things out. So, uh, yes, buying in to it scares me. That was a really fun game. It was an awesome two young quarterbacks and both were a little underestimated coming into the league. They both look like, I mean, Tua, he only threw for 90 yards last week. And I remember I said, I came on here. I was like, Tua looked great. And he, he statistically did not really put up the numbers, but they won. And yeah, he didn't need to. He didn't need to. I like Tua. I like Kyler and both those guys. I had serious questions coming into the league. So that was that was a good game to watch. Yeah, I think I think both those guys are going to have you know successful NFL careers. But what's what do we got next? Steelers and Cowboys. Uh, really weird to see Garrett Gilbert on an NFL field. <laughs> uh, it was just a weird game in general, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, talk about uh, what a big upset that almost was, and then the Steelers coming through, remaining undefeated. Yes, hats off to them, by the way. Congrats. Eight and zero, first time in franchise history. Feeling really good about this team. I saw Roethlisberger, a few other guys are on the COVID list, but they should be ready for their Sunday game. So things are pretty good. Chase, do you remember Garrett Gilbert in college? Do you remember watching him? Uh, he went to. Yeah, he went to he was a Texas transfer, right? So or he SMU. Guy. If you remember that first year, again, I, I referenced this earlier. The first year that Bama won the national title during this run, they beat Texas in the national championship game, and Colt McCoy was the star quarterback. Yeah, he's the one who came yes, in. Right? Colt got injured. Yes. Garrett Gilbert comes in in the second half. That was him, and that feels like I mean. In some ways, it doesn't feel that long ago, but just the fact that you wouldn't think that Garrett Gilbert would still be around 10 years later and starting an NFL game, but he transferred to SMU where he finished, okay. and then I guess he was a 2014 draft pick, and he was playing in the Alliance of American Football uh, two years ago, so pretty cool to see him out there. I actually thought he looked pretty good. Yeah, no, I did too. And I, I, I know you texted me the, the name right before the game started. Like, oh, Garrett Gilbert. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was funny. So I, what I remember is I remember the uh, somewhat of hype when he was transferring to SMU. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't, you know, I don't know how much he meant. I don't pay attention to SMU as <laughs> you know much as other schools. But uh, no, it's definitely cool to see him finally get on the field, right? After being in the league for just, what six years, five years. So. 
Well, that's the thing about me, Chase. I love college football, and so when I see these guys surfacing in the NFL, I get really excited. Backup quarterbacks, whoever it is, it's it's exciting for me. <laughs> for sure, especially a guy who has a story with like that, like in the, the national championship game, comes in because you know McCoy gets hurt, and and uh, you know he now gives us time to shine. What six years later in the NFL, but. It would have been a good a good game for him if he was able to come through with the win. I thought he played well though, either way. But um, or I guess he played all right. I don't think he played great. But well, I mean, for for a guy with that story, oh yeah, he impressed me. I'd oh, one hundred percent. And you know, get snaps with the first team like ever. So like, I bet you this week was his first time ever getting a snap with the first team. Um, so hats off to him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. he made he made some good throws. And he almost, you know, did what he needed to do to take down the undefeated Steelers. But, you know, the Steelers pr- proved too too strong. Okay, next one. Raiders, 31 on top of the Chargers, 26. Raiders are in the playoff picture. You buying stock in the Raiders? So I am. So we played the Raiders. We beat the Raiders early on in the season. And I've... And it was a close game. And, I've, and I think that was honestly one of their worst games they've played this season was against the Bills. Um... But then I've watched some of their because we have a Raiders fan in my apartment complex, uh, friend of ours, and I've watched some of their games and and they look good. They do. And their defense, they have uh, Jonathan Abrams is yes. a, you know one of their safeties. I absolutely love him. When I see him, I think old school, you know, hard hitting football and, and not dirty in any way. Like just yeah. the way the game. Like when I think of football, like John the way Lynch. The game, yes, yeah. Like he just. He, oh my gosh, he plays with such intensity, and and you could just tell he loves the sport. He loves running around, getting his head involved, getting his hands on everything he can. Dude, he's fun to watch. But no, I think that they have promise. I know their offensive line was banged up a lot this year. They they battled through a lot of injuries. So if, I think if they get some of those key guys back, I I do. I, I'm buying stock to have them at least in the playoffs. And I don't know about much further, but they have a good you know they have a good chance this year. All right, the last game that mentioned here, and then we can chat a couple other NFL things. Your Bills on top of the Seattle Seahawks, 44-34. And I actually picked the Bills in this game, and so I was surprised that you were surprised by this outcome. I was surprised. So this this was the third loss I had us losing this season. Like I said, I had the schedule picked perfect until – that game this past Sunday. So I, I had us losing. Um, listen, I, I just know how good you're not the biggest fan of Russ. I just know how good that offense is in general. And I have to be honest with you, man. I thought their, uh, I did not think their defense would be this bad this year, you know, especially with some yeah. of these signings they've made. <laughs> Josh Allen had a, a field day against it. was a, it looked like a seven on seven. You know what I mean? He was just, he was just picking apart that defense, but no, I'm super like, obviously I'm pleasant. Like, insanely happy with the outcome only surprised but uh <laughs> yeah we can talk about the bills later but listen i think that put i think we're this, this might be sound like a shock but i think we're you know we're in the top three talks in the nfl <laughs> <laughs> yeah you mentioned russell wilson I, to be clear there's just something about him that i'm like at his very best, he's better than anybody except for maybe Mahomes because I just think Mahomes is the most talented guy in the whole league. But at his very best, he's phenomenal. But sometimes he just makes decisions where there he's sometimes it's like like he's like he's a little bit of a risky guy. Sometimes he's rolling around a little too much and he takes a bad sack. Other times he makes a bad decision, throws a pick on the goal line. 
in the Super yeah. Bowl. <laughs> yeah. So and, there's something uh, about him that I just don't have the same kind of trust in him as I do with some of the other guys in this league. Yeah, and you sent me that text. You sent me a text, pretty much that word for word. Like, hey, he's at his best. He's better than anyone. But he and you, it's funny because you said he he comes up with those games, you know, once or twice a year where he just leaves more to be desired for. Yeah, he is. Because like, you sent that, like, I think at yeah. halftime or it was early on in the Bills Seahawks game, I think early ish, and uh, or maybe in the third. I don't know, but it, it wasn't the final. The game wasn't finished. I don't know if you watched it, but he had four turnovers, one yeah. of which being in the end zone. You know. It was, I think it was a fourth and fourth and goal on, on like the two. He dropped back, made an awful decision, you know, threw a terrible pass. Uh, ended up throwing another interception down the line and, and two sack fumbles. But I just thought it was funny because you know you sent that and then <laughs> look how it turned out. He uh, you know had one of those games. So I don't know if you're my good luck charm, but thanks for sending that, Vito. No, I think the thing is with him is he has like if you were to break this thing down, he probably has about half the season where he's a really good quarterback and then a quarter of the season where he's at, like the MVP level phenomenal premier passer. Um now maybe you sp- that's like 4 to 6 games. And then he has, like I said, maybe about half the season where he's a really good quarterback, not quite that you know, I'm not into ranking quarterbacks, but you know what I'm saying. And oh. then he has another four to six, maybe, yeah, probably about four games where you watch them and you're, they're like that game that you saw. And hey, four out of 16, that's not a bad percentage, yeah. but those games do happen. And Buffalo's got a tough defense. So I picked the Bills in this game and I am very impressed with Josh Allen at this point. I am as well. I think, you know, with a key. If he continues to have games like he just had, like he'll be in talks for the MVP race. I think you know Patrick Mahomes is kind of running away with it at this point, which yeah. deservingly so. I mean, the guy's thrown one interception in 25 rounds, um, but uh, and like you said, he's the best in the league. But no, Josh is you know he's and what I'm just happy about is when we drafted him. I think I might have told you like I was, I was happy, I was ecstatic. I was like he's gonna be our guy. Like he's just gonna be our team leader, and he has been. He's been just that. And every year, the progression, even if it's not massive, I think even though I think this year he's made massive progression from last year, I'm happy. Like, as long as he gets better year in and year out, he's going to end, like, he's already, you know, top five, in my opinion. Like, I mean, at least by the numbers this year um, of quarterbacks. So, I, I, love the, I love the kid. Um, I know he, I don't know if you knew, but his grandmother passed away the night before this past Sunday. Oh, no, I yeah, didn't. Yeah, and um, Sean McDermott gave him the option to sit. He said, you know what, let's, I want to play, and he gave a really emotional speech, post-game speech, you know, you know, in tears. So, and he said, you know, the last thing he ended with, he's like, "There's nowhere I'd rather be than right here in Buffalo." So that kind of gave me chills, and it makes me so happy to be a Buffalo Bills fan and have him, you know, behind the reins. Chase, I said back in 2018, I said, in my opinion, I think this guy is going to be the best quarterback in this draft. And I know I was in the minority, and I had Lamar as a number two guy in that draft. Uh, so even though I'm not even like as big of a football guy as you are, maybe sometimes I'm, uh, reading these prospects decently. No, I, I would get, I wouldn't sh- sell yourself short. I think, you know, you know, your knowledge is up there and uh, I think you, you hit it right in the head. I mean, Josh and Lamar, obviously the, the top two guys, obviously I like Josh better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, but no, Lamar is a, a freak of an athlete and he's definitely fun to watch as well. Yeah, Josh, the thing that I like is big arm, leadership, you mentioned. But here's another thing. 
The guy played in Wyoming, and he's coming over to Buffalo. So he, oh, yeah, he's built for this. Perfect. Weather-wise, he's not a guy who really needs like a big city in order to be happy. It's just perfect fit, so I was all about that. Yeah, after they, real quick, after they beat the, the Patriots, you know, it was like... Th- there was just like gusts of 30 mile per hour wind um, in the post game interviews. They asked him like about the weather, and he said, "He said, listen, he's like, this is why Buffalo traded up to draft me." He said, "You know, I played in Wyoming. You know, I, I have a, I have a strong arm. You know, they trust me to make these throws through the wind, and uh, I really like that as well because I do. You know what I mean? I'm I'm happy to have him back there no matter what the weather is. He can run the ball. He can uh, he can zip it in there, and he's got the arm strength to to throw it 60 yards down the field. So." I really do love him, and, and he's so passionate about the sport. So ah, I'm excited, Vita. I can't tell you how excited I am for the rest of the season. <laughs> oh, man. I know our teams play again this year. I think week 15, is it? I, yeah, it is, and I think that's going to be the first loss this season. <laughs> Where's that game happening? Uh, it's actually in Pittsburgh. Yeah, because I, I think we were in Buffalo last year. But Chase, no, it's in Buffalo this year. By the Chase, way, we Quick, should. We should. Are they allowing fans at Bills games? Probably not, because in New Unfortunately York, unfortunately not. Oh, yeah, man, I was gonna say we should go to that game. That how that would be so fun. I need to go to a Buffalo Bills game. Like it's on the top of. I've <laughs> been thinking this for years. I'm like, in terms of NFL, and I've only been to one NFL game in my life. Even though I'm a Steelers fan. Buffalo Bills with Bills Mafia. What's better than that? What's a better NFL experience than going to a game in Buffalo? I can't think of one. And even in the cold, I'll I'll suck it up in the cold if I have to. Oh, I mean, it's going to be cold. It's a it's a December mid December game. It would be freezing, but yeah, the, the the Mafia is really something special, and I know you would absolutely love it. And uh, that I mean, what a fun game it would be. Yeah. So last year was Sunday Night Football in a. In Pittsburgh, this year it's Sunday Night Football in Buffalo, so it's going to be a <laughs> heck of a game. <laughs> oh, man. We need some kind of a bet. I should have you on um, what, week 15. I'll, I'll pencil that in if you want on that Let's week. Do it. We'll, okay, I want great. it. I want it more than anything. You know. <laughs> <laughs> great. Okay, last thing. We didn't touch <laughs> on this, but we'll do it briefly. Bears lost another one uh, this one time to the Titans. The, the Titans look good. We won't talk Titans right now. Bears are continually having problems with their offense. They've lost now three straight games. They were a once it was a once promising season. They've fallen out of the playoff picture temporarily. What's your read on this offensive situation with the Bears and how does it get fixed? Personally, I want to see Trubisky, you know, back under center. Yes. Because what? They were three and with him, took it, put in sat him for foals, and they're one in Three, two and three. There was a game. I don't know if it was week three or week four, but yeah, it was week four against the Colts. Yeah, no, no, no. It was a game that they won. That it was a Falcons game. Okay, yeah, then it was. It was. It was week three. It was week three then. Foles came in as a reliever and he won that game for the Bears. Thing is, Chase, Nick Foles, I think, can excel in the NFL. We saw it. He won a Super Bowl. You need an offensive line for Nick Foles. You cannot put a pocket asser behind potentially the worst offensive line in the NFC. It is a bad offensive line. It's a bad... They don't have a running game. Quite frankly, I know a lot of Bears fans who are upset with Matt Nagy's play calling, and now you're starting to hear 
how much time does Matt Nagy have left, which is crazy because I think he won coach of the year a couple of years ago. Yep. And same thing with Ryan Pace, executive, won executive of the year two years ago, and his seat is warming up. It's crazy how some of these teams have the same problems for decades. Yeah, it really is. Um, I mean, obviously, I went through it you know, with my guys over there in New York. But, uh, no, I think uh, – I, listen, I like Nagy. I think <sighs> – I know a lot. He's getting a lot of heat, like a ton of heat, you know. But I don't think. Listen, I, some of their draft picks just haven't paid off. Yeah. In recent years, their offense struggles, and do you want to know why? It's just, like you said, their offensive line is a huge reason for it, and you you can't, you really can't have Nick Foles running that particular offense. Yeah. I think Trubisky, like Chicago Bears, are not a team that's going to beat you. 38 to uh, you know 34 they're a team that's going to grind it out like work ball possession or ball control time of possession it's going to be an ugly uh, um, there might be some ugly games but their defense is like you know what you just have to you can't lose the game on offense um but you at the same time you have to do something on offense the past few weeks they've done nothing like against the titans it was pitiful watching their offense it really was and uh, i i think it's so hard though because when you put in Nick Foles, you're almost telling like your entire fan base, like, "Hey, Nick Foles is our guy." You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's very disrespectful to, to Trubisky. But like, how do you go back on that? How do you can be like, "Just mm. kidding," uh, yeah, like that. That was a trial and error that went wrong. Here's Trubisky, guys, and it's just like, and then you know, if he has one <laughs> bad half, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, like this organization's awful." I don't know, but I, I want to see Tr- Trubisky again just because. <sighs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, not a why not situation, but I think he fits the offense better. He does fit the offense better. And I think while, again, this is another one going back to that draft, I graded, I, not, <laughs> I didn't grade. I'm not a scout, but I, I was really <laughs> thought they should have drafted Deshaun Watson. I wrote a piece on it in 2017 said Deshaun Watson would be the perfect face for this bears team in the future. And they went with Trubisky. A guy who, yeah, I mean, you look at his track record. He only played somewhere between eight and ten collegiate games at North Carolina. North Carolina was not a power program. But here's the thing. So while I have been critical of Trubisky, he's he's a good athlete. And what they've done, they have not set him up well for success over the last year and a half. Last year, they were like, oh, we're, we're going to make him a pocket passer. We're not going to let him make plays on his feet. And you got to just let guys play to their strengths. And that's what they need to do with Trubisky. I agree. I think there should be a lot of play action, a lot of rollouts in that offense. Um, because he's not. He's not a, a guy who's going to sit in the pocket and <laughs> throw dimes the entire game. We've seen his accuracy <laughs> struggle. Sorry about that. We've seen his accuracy <laughs> struggle at times. But uh, but no, I, I, I listen, obviously I don't like him. Like the other guys that were quarterbacks that were drafted <laughs> that that uh that draft, but listen, you, you drafted him. I think I bottom line, he's the best guy for this offense right now that they have. Um, and they, I think they have some weapons. Like Anthony Miller's is a good receiver in my opinion. I think he's a very solid receiver. Yeah, he is. David Montgomery, I'm not sold on him. I was big on yeah, him coming either. into the league, but I haven't seen much. And that could be offensive line problems. But either way. Like what we're talking about, subject to hand. I think Trubisky's the guy. It, I think it does create an awkward situation for the Chicago fan base and kind of, you know, everyone. It puts everyone at a lot of heat. Like it puts yeah. Trubisky under the spotlight, puts Nagy under the spotlight. So I don't know if it'll happen, but 
I, they got to figure something out because their offense is just like continuously underperforming year in and year out. You mentioned how it was tough to watch offense on Sunday. I felt especially bad for my mom because after church, she went all out and just decided, hey, let's have a little like, let's have a little, I, I don't even know what you call it, like a little buffet. Uh, she put together a little lunch where she got some chili. She got some, uh, some Merck's cheddar. Uh, which is really good Wisconsin cheese, like high quality Wisconsin cheese. She was grilling hot dogs. Oh my gosh, man! I want to be at that buffet. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't normally do this for like Sunday afternoons, but she was just like excited about the Bears, and uh, I felt so bad for her. She picked up like the jewel chicken wings and oh like some chips gosh. and guac. Like she had a little like, like she put together a little like Sunday afternoon lunch. I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, football tailgate play well, tailgate but you know what I mean. yeah that's man my my thoughts go out for your mom <laughs> she really went out <laughs> and it sounds awesome and uh that's tough a tough way to kind of have your son yeah they were just not producing at all and you know yeah but so i took that i, I had a chili cheese dog it was so good there you go vita i'm, I'm glad you enjoyed <laughs> But yes, I felt bad for my mom. But then the Steelers won, so she was happy for me, and good. it was a good Sunday. Chase, this was a lot of fun. I'm going to have to have you back on. It had been far too long. Anything else today that we didn't get to you want to bring up briefly here? Can I just, bef- I, because this is probably going to be my last time before the season ends early. Or no, not, because no, I'm coming on no, to the Steelers. But can I give a midseason prediction for the end of my, for my bills here? Yes. Okay, ready? Ready for this one? I called it last year. I don't know if you guys were listening. The fans of the I, I, look, podcast Chase, remember. Jordan laughed at you. And I, I said, I think the Bills can be. I had them at 8-8. Eight and eight. You had them 10-6. and six. I liked the Bills last year. So I I don't know where you think I have this animosity towards No, no, I teams. know not you. I just, I don't know. I don't know. So I just, I just like being the guy. I, hope, who, I like, really hope Jordan's listening to this. I hope I he is too. Because Jordan, He's listen been, to this. Or go ahead. Jordan has been like busy. He's just he hasn't been on this podcast in a while. Yeah. I miss I miss the Jordan Vita podcast, to be honest with you. <laughs> but yes, let's hear the pick, Chase. Okay. Everyone at home, get get your pencils ready, pencil it in. The Buffalo Bills are uh are, are gonna finish the season at thirteen and three this year. Whoa. Thirteen and three and, and they're gonna play in the AFC championship game. Against I'm not the sure. Uh, uh it depends how the playoff situation works out against, I think, the Steelers or the Chiefs. But I think uh, it's going to be a great year for the Buffalo Bills. I'm hoping that we could pull some magic come playoff time. Chiefs had their fun. Steelers have been <laughs> waiting 20 years for Tom Brady to leave the AFC. And now now they're going to The Steelers have been one. waiting? Come on. <laughs> the boys up north have been waiting, Vita. Come on. I, I've seen one playoff like since... Oh my, I've seen one playoff... Appearance in the past decade. So, well, the, the two Steelers Super Bowls in our lifetime, they did not have to go through the Patriots because someone did the dirty work for them. But yeah, I, I'm I'm not. Look, I I do feel bad for you. I'm not <laughs> saying I've had it bad or anything like that. But they are one of those teams that have been lurking and waiting for the Brady Belichick split to inevitably happen. Absolutely. You know, I like, you know, I, I have no bad feelings towards the Steelers. I, a lot yeah. of my family members are Steelers fans. So obviously when the Bills aren't in it, you know, I'm going, I'm rooting for the, the black and gold. But <laughs> yeah, so Bills 13 and 3, Vita. Work it down. Put your bets, whatever you need to do, but it's happening. All right. I'll see you at week 15, Chase. What 
you want to throw out your social media handle or anything like that? You know, I'm not too big on social media right now, so I'm not okay. going to throw any of that out. But uh, yeah, man, I just want to give a, sh- a shout out to you for having me back on because I really do love sitting down here talking all things sports with you. Um, and uh, hey, one more shout out to those sponsors, CBS All Access. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was the newest one? Fanatics and MLB Fanatics Shop. Fanatics and MLB Shop. Go check them out, guys. But no, Vita, thank you so much, dude. I, I had so much fun. I appreciate it. Uh, and again, we'll do this again before season end. Oh, I have one more for you here. Oh, what do we got? What do we got? I know you're not a golf fan. Okay. But it's Masters Week. And it is Masters Week. I know. I don't think you have a pick, do you? So I, I my picks are literally based off other people's picks from the field. Uh, I could give you my pick if you want. Okay, uh, let's hear it. So my pick is Dustin Johnson, but I don't have any reason of why. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. Well, that's how it goes. That's, that's yeah. how it goes. It's going to be awesome to have a Sunday, and I'm going to be podcasting next Sunday night with some of my friends from high school, Connor Bame and Nathan Rice. We're going to get the gang back together, and we're going to talk football and golf. When do you typically have those two going? I'll be double screening the Masters and the NFL, watching college football on Saturday. It's going to be a great episode. People are going to enjoy it. But we have to, we'll talk more Masters then. I got to give a pick. I'm going to give one name out there, 28 to 1 odds, Tony Finau. He's Jabari Parker's cousin. And I, I Chase, I know you're not much of a golf fan, but for those who are listening, he's he's been really good at the last couple of Masters. I think he's, I got a good feeling about him, 28 to 1 odds. I'm not a gambler. I would never bet on golf. But I got a good feeling about him. He He's a great story. He's the guy who a couple years ago popped his ankle on the eagle shot and popped it back into place and uh, just got a hunch. He plays well at Augusta. All right, Vito. I'm definitely going to be watching him now, even though I'm not the biggest golf fan. But now I have some skin in the game because I want you to be right. <laughs> and I, by the way, I Googled his name and, and I see this picture of him rolling his ankle. It's pretty nasty. Yeah. So. <laughs> what, a, what a tough guy. <laughs> he was able to fight through that. But no, Vita, I hope you're right, dude. I hope you're right. Hope so, too. All right, Chase. See you at week 15. I'll see you then, Vita. Thank you so much for having me. That does it for my conversation with Chase Beebe. It was so great having him back on here. It had been too far too long. Look forward to talking football with him again soon. If you like this episode and you want to listen to more episodes of the Jack Vita Show, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And log on to my website, jackvita.com. I wrote a piece last week about how I look at the election through a Christian perspective, Christian lens, and how while politics are an important thing, they're not an ultimate thing. So if you're interested in that, and don't worry, I don't I never told anyone who I was voting for, who anyone should vote for. I don't believe in doing any of that. I keep my stuff apolitical, but I did write a piece about reacting to it from a cultural Christian lens. So if you're interested in that, check that out. I also wrote a piece about the Tampa Bay Rays a few weeks back and how they are now the best small market team in baseball. So lots of good stuff. I'm going to be churning out more content moving into the end of the year and beginning next year. So go to jackvita.com. Check out the links on there for the sponsors. Thank you to the sponsors. I'll be back next week, as I mentioned, with Connor Bame 
and Nathan Rice. We'll talk some golf. You can follow me on Twitter at Jack Vita Show, Instagram at Jack Vita Show, and Facebook.com slash Jack Vita Show. Be back soon. Come back next week. College football, NFL, Masters. You won't want to miss out. And until next time, I'm Jack Vita. Bring in the dancing lobsters. <laughs>